This is The Street Life. I play the street life. With Ray Russell. A program here to eliminate the stigma and address the issues that can affect your community. And now, The Street Life with Greg Russell. All right, Atlanta, what's going on, man? Welcome to my social media family, my internet world, as we are, I guess, transforming into our new normal, as we call it, because everything is social media now. I'm talking about across the platforms, right? Social distance. Social, social distance. Social media. <laughs> All right. So, guys, welcome. This is the Old Fashioned Health Network, and we do have a new podcast with Street Life. I am your host, Greg Russell. Thank you for joining me. Guys, here um, on Street Life, we strive to empower change, whether it's physically, whether it's financially, or whether it is medically. We empower some kind of change, right? And everybody has to play their part. We have made it through, for the most of us right now, have really made it through 2020. And we want to keep that going with new provisions, new mandates, and new precautions in effect. We still have to do our part in these streets, right? Because we want to be here for the next one and the next one and the next one. So if you guys haven't done it before, Go ahead and download the app. We are here on your Google Podcasts, your iTunes, your Spotify, or wherever you may get your social media platform or your podcast. Listen to your podcast radio. Take us wherever you go. All right? Now, guys, I want to thank you. Um, I guess January is just one of those long months. It has really just been, you know... Just a long month. It just like it just doesn't finish. You got so much going on going into the New Year's. A lot of people have made New Year's resolutions. A lot of people have made promises to themselves. I don't know why. Um, you only disappoint yourself in the end. I don't know. Just do what you're supposed to do, right? Health wise, financial wise, physically, just do and listen to your body because your body would tell you exactly what it is that you need to do. Take heed to that. All right, man, today I got a good friend of mine. He was on my show last time, guys. If you've been keeping up with us, he's been on my show last time and really has helped us out when we're trying to empower some kind of change. We were running for him last year or the year before that. I think we were running for him for 2020. That's what it was. And uh, Carl Mobley is here with us again, guys. DeKalb County officer who has really made his mark and really has helped everybody else he comes in contact with show them a better way and show them what it is that they need to do as far as making a change. We all cannot do it by ourselves. What I mean, I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourselves. If so, I guess what? We'll be in a better place. Who knows? Carl, welcome to the show, man, and thank you for coming. How oh, you doing today? Oh, well, I'm a little down, but thank you for having me. A little down? It. You still here, man? Hey, hey, man, you know, I'm a little lame right now. You know, I, had, <laughs> I had some knee surgery last month, so. Oh, know. man, oh, man, you all right, though? Look like you're recovering there. pretty well. I'm getting there. Yeah? yeah. All right, man, congratulations. You hold us down. Nah, never that. So, Carl, man, um, 
for everybody else that don't know you in Atlanta and all over social media, right? Tell them who you are and exactly what are you been doing for the last oh, wow. years of your life. <laughs> all right, for everybody in Atlanta, I'm originally from Atlanta, Decatur, DeKalb County. Born, raised, Grady Hospital. Uh oh, we got original. Baby. We have original now. Um, raised in Kirkwood, DeKalb County, uh, whole life. Excellent. And, you know, it's funny because I was one of those guys who grew up in the hood. Mm. I grew up in East Lake Meadows. Okay. And, and you know, you never know what life is going to be. Nah, you. back then, you needed company to go to East yeah. Lake. <laughs> and um, I ended up becoming a DeKalb County police officer back in 1991. Oh, man. And, um, and that just launched the career. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me was I got harassed by the Cab County officer. And I could have took it two ways. Right. So I said, what better way can I flip the script? Mm. So I became a police officer and started helping people. Right. And instead of letting them see how we the bad side harassed. Right. I was, you know, hey, what can we do to get you because out Because we all have good, I mean, we all have good officers out here. It's now, a lot of good officers. There's a lot of good officers out here. So we can't speak for the bad ones. And everybody, like I said, this is street life, guys. And you have to play your part in order for us to become better within our community, within ourselves, and all around. So you can't let one bad apple right. spoil the bunch for everybody. Well, that's that old saying, you know, the actions of a few can hurt so many. Right, right, right. And that's a true statement. Yeah. Especially in law enforcement right now, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to say this, you know, and I ran for office so everyone know I ran for sheriff back in 2020. And we're going to do it again. Well, we, we're going to do it again. <laughs> we need we, your help. Well, and you know, th- this is one of the biggest things that I, I'm big and strong on is unity in our community. How can we police ourselves we can't we could complain and criticize all day but when we're not becoming educators law enforcement officers right politicians right how can we continue being mad at the people who are making the laws and changing them? or just stepping up to the plate to make those changes right well you know just one of the other guys in here just say he was a teacher i'm so proud we need more of that you know we we, we don't have us teaching us how can we learn about our heritage when we're not teaching us. Right, right, right. But we we're quick to, you know, blame somebody else who's trying to do a job. That's right. And then we're not even participating, nor are we even trying to change. That's right. And, and you know, so, you know, being a law enforcement officer for as long as I can, as long as I was, it was a blessing. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and to do 30 years and, and walk away. That's a lot of time. We're not going to tell our numbers right now, but that's a lot of time. Um, 30 years is a lot of, lot of time, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience in that field. So with that being said, okay, you know, before we even dial into, you know, a couple of changes that we, we need to make or that we could make, how has COVID really affect you or even helped you? You know, um, it... It affected all of us, but affected all of us because things slowed down right. financially. And if you were not established, which so few um, Black Americans are, right, 
it affected you tremendously. Most, yeah, on all so, levels, on, all, on levels. all levels. But this one thing I try to teach our young people now: being in law enforcement allowed me the opportunity to get that retirement. <laughs> Cash. My check was still coming in, Cash in while I was sitting at home doing the coronavirus. Okay, you know, and and you know that's that's one of the things that. I try to impress and employ on a lot of the young people um, get into these, these jobs and these fields that's going to offer you a retirement. Right. There's nothing wrong with working for yourself. Right. Do both. But what is the end result? Do both work for someone else, get the health benefits, but on the side work for yourself. Yeah. You have to learn to make this thing work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, um, it affected a lot of other people around me. Um, you know, I got friends that work in the federal government and it was disturbing seeing them having to go out and deal with the public, um, on a regular basis, knowing that they were being put in vicarious situations with the coronavirus and some of them ended up contracting coronavirus. Mm. Uh, and when I say federal government, I mean, Homeland Security with the president right, right. And, and, and FBI and stuff like that. So it, it was nerve wracking seeing that. Mm. You know, and, and, and a lot of the frontline workers like nurses and doctors and police officers, we had an awful lot of officers officers come down with the coronavirus. But they, they're not reporting that. Really? Yeah. They but they still continue to go out and do the job. They still have to do the job. And it's not only because of you know, the sickness and everything, it's because of what the job entails. I gotta go out here, protect Right. We have to keep serve. we have to keep our community safe at all costs because unfortunately, um, we're just not in a society that people are just going to do totally right in in certain situations. You are so right. And I really wanna I really wanna piggyback on that right now because, you know, with empowerment and everything that we need to do as a community and as a whole, you as law enforcement, that plays a big part. What in your eyes, okay, what is your opinion and how do you think or what do we need to do to bring that together? Meaning the togetherness and the awareness of what needs to be going on in our community so we can help police ourselves, one, help take care of the people in our neighborhoods, elderly and young. Education. Mm. Education is the key. We need to get back to um, not making everyone be the villain. You know, but they're portrayed. They're portrayed as, and and you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The police didn't do any, didn't do a good job over the last few years. Right. But we have to get back to being a community oriented society. You know, we make teachers out to be the villains. I, I, I've been in schools where teachers get blamed because the kids calling somebody from calling the parent from school because the teacher told them to put the phone up. You know, teachers are being made to be the villain. <laughs> Police officers sometimes are made to be the villain. You know, we we have to, as black Americans, we have to get to a position that we're going to start taking care of ourselves and, and policing ourselves and teaching ourselves and, and stop giving it away to everybody else and expecting a better outcome. That's yeah, accountability is our, our, our biggest thing, um, especially when it deals with parents and other people or other kids, I should say. Um, holding everybody accountable is 
one of our biggest downfalls because nobody wants to be accountable. They want to point the blame. Like you said, we'll point the blame at the teacher before we do anything else. Well, or we'll point the blame at the officer for not showing up right. or to dealing with me in a different well, manner. It's like when, when I was growing up and the teacher called you, you knew you were going to get in trouble. Mm. But nowadays, when the teacher when the teacher called home, the parent get mad at the teacher and fuss at the teacher. Right. For instead, not doing their job. Instead of checking this child and saying, what did you do wrong? But they're not a babysitter. They're not there to discipline or to deal with your child in a the manner. They're there they're, they're to, to teach. Thank you. So. How do we cross that bridge? And I know we need teachers probably online right now. Guys, if you're listening, hey, chime in. Give, I, us, some, give us some comments and let us know. I think one of the biggest things that I recommend when I was running for office I had said that we were going to and the DeKalb County Police Department do this they have a citizens academy well they'll let the citizens come in and do a mock academy with the officers hold on hold on hold on, hold on. you're not giving them permission to no no no, no. <laughs> they, they, they just run through a lot of scenarios they, they, they basically put citizens in a position to see what officer go through on a regular basis. Okay, okay. And that's what I suggest we start doing with the teachers, with the school system. We start opening up the doors, then some of these parents come and sit in some of these classes, not particularly their kids. Right. But come and sit in some of these classes with these students and see how the students are conducting themselves as that's allowing the other students not to learn. Right. That was one of the things I wanted to do as a sheriff. We were going to open up the county and say, hey, we're going to start welcoming our young men to come in and learn about law enforcement. Mm. Because, see, what you see on TV and what what actually is, is two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So until we start doing that and taking that initiative as black Americans, um, we're constantly running in circles. Yeah, we're just hitting our head against the wall. Yeah, because we we need help. I'm. And it doesn't have to be from DeKalb County. It could be all counties. We still need some kind of assistance. And we need that awareness, especially for our younger adults who are right. growing up and, you know, have a different mindset on what the police are here for or what a law enforcement right. here for versus, oh, you just want to turn a blind eye and say, ah, oh, they're not good for me. I don't want to deal with them. And then now we have a whole community that don't trust that, you know, and I grew up in that era. Mm. You know, like I say, I was harassed by the Cab County police officers. Mm. Um, but until we get involved, we're never going to make a change. Thank and, you. And, and unfortunately, that's the definition of insanity. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said it then. That's a whole handful right there. You yeah, said so. it then. And we don't realize that, though, Carl. We don't realize that because then we want to think of it as oh, nobody's helping me out. You know, even even doing what you do, what y'all are doing here, promoting, putting the word out, you know, but putting it out correctly, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Everybody could pick up a cell phone, oh, I'm YouTube and I'm putting <laughs> it out. But getting the proper word out correctly right. and educating us, right? that's what we have to get back to doing. And I believe we do need to start from the beginning because I'm – I'm on the same page with you. And once we can put pen to paper, we will go back down to DeKalb County. We will go back down to Lastonia, where I grew up, 
and we will start to implement these things and try to make some kind of change. And like I said, it starts with action. Yeah, you have to start doing it. Well, you know, you know, Gregor. Let me say this. Um, you know, a part of my career, I was doing executive protection with the CEOs. Okay, so I got a firsthand um, chance to see the executive committee work, and it's amazing to see how many of us do not go to a commissioner's meeting to see how the money is being spent. And it's free. Our neighborhood compared to the other side of the tracks. But we get mad when we start getting those tax bills. And and let me give you a prime example. We had a commissioner that eliminated simple things like two-day trash pickup. Mm. Sound good, but he didn't eliminate that tax. So you're still paying for it. You're still paying for all all the the, the um, sanitation taxes. As a matter of fact, the Cab County went up, but you only got one day service. Little things that we have to start getting involved in in our community and getting the word out that if all the citizens of the Cab was, on, on, uh, Mike went off. Are you good? On the south side of the Cab, um, just start getting together and, and getting the word out, saying, "Hey." This is what's going on. I tried to contact as many as pe- many people as I can, but getting that word out saying, hey, they're eliminating your two-day trash pickup, but they're not going down on your sanitation oh, yeah. taxes. You're still you know. having to pay the same thing for water and sewage. But you're not getting the same amount of service. Right. So that's little things that, that we have to pay attention to, like DeKalb County just went up on, my prop- on our property taxes. What do you think is about to happen? I- what I forgot the percentage because I was looking at it because I have a couple of friends that still stay in DeKalb County. And they were looking at it like, okay, my mortgage just kind of changed. <laughs> yeah. And then it wasn't it wasn't something that they were paying attention to. It was just something that was on a blind side, and you just happen to look at your notice, and you're like, hold on. Yeah. This has not been like this for your, a while your now. Your mortgage just went up almost two three hundred dollars Right. And then to keep it. You're not renting an apartment now or renting the house. You have an actual mortgage that just went up for tax reasons. Right. So one of the things I want to tell people about, Greg, is um, pay attention to, like, the um, the Coronavirus Act, the CARE Act. Um, it allows you to, to borrow off your 401K. And I'll tell people, borrow that money off of that, that CARE Act. You got three years to pay the taxes, three years to pay that money back. Pay off as much of your debt as possible. Don't go in and take all your money out because you can't pay the taxes. <laughs> but pay enough to, to knock down some of your, your low to medium bills. Like if you got a car, and even if you're taking and pay off half of your house. Right, right, right. You know, knock some of that debt down so you can live a little bit. And then refi your house once you pay it off, once yeah. you pay half of it off. Oh, man. I think it's a lot that we really need to pay attention to as far as um, especially a lot of changes. And a lot of people are not aware of it that, you know, because we're going through the COVID and we're dealing with the pandemic. Yes. But it's all by design if you don't realize it, because everything is changing and change is inevitable, guys, regardless of what era we're in. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. Right. And along with change. You know what happens? The money changes as well. Your living situation changes. Your financial situation changes. All right? So, Carl, for you, we need more empowerment. 
how do we get our kids involved? Well, we have to start demanding more from our commissioners. We have to get more um, social, well, we got to do social distancing and social networking um, things that we can get our kids involved in. But to get them involved in learning about our economics, you know, learning about our economics. Um, I try I, right now. I try to go around and recruit kids right now to go federal. I'll tell kids, come be a police officer for three to four years. Right. Get your degree, be a police officer three or four years, go federal. I've recruited at least ten people now. Right. That has gone federal. That's within three or four years making six figures. Mm. So I tell people, you don't have to become a police officer and stay. Right. That's just a stepping stone. Right. You move on, but you got to learn to make this thing work for you. Right. So we have to get in our community and, and start making sure our kids are getting taught things that's going to help us, yeah. help them, and, and, and stop paying attention to all the social media. <laughs> Because social media can sometimes give a false pretense. And a lot of times it does. It does. Depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. It does because it doesn't put you on a track. It then just kind of gets your mind wandering and then takes you all the way far left or either far right. And you don't stay on track. Well, Greg, one of the things I just realized, and and I got friends that are teachers, and I talked to a couple of them, and they're telling me about the kids want to be on social media, got YouTube pages and all this, but they can't read. Wow. And the school stopped teaching you how to write cursive. Yes, they did. Yep, they did. That's a problem. You can't sign your name. Yeah, you can't nor sign can a, you, how, how nor you can you, your name. You can't read the Constitution. How do you write your name on a check now? They don't even have checks. It's all digital. E-Doc, well, uh, E-Doc. <laughs> so... We 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 got to get to the basics for us. Yes, and I think that's where it starts from because without the foundation of and the fundamentals, I think we're all lost right. because we're still grasping for the truth. And you know, with the foundations, you have a a basis of what it's about, and then you can grow from there, right? Right. All right. So, guys, I I want to thank you guys here. We're here every Wednesday. At 7 o'clock for your ride home, all right? This is Street Life, and we're here for your empowerment. And we're going to keep on doing it. And then we're not stopping. I got a good friend of mine, Alvin. We're here with the Old Fashioned Health Network. And we've been putting it out here every week. Wait a minute. I got something for Mr. Alvin. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm going to touch on this because (laughs) this is a big thing right now, Alvin, in the health department. Yes. How many, I'm going to say black Americans, and and I know it's probably going to touch some but I'm speaking. Strictly, it's all right. Let them know. Strictly about Black Americans. How many Black Americans now are saying they're not going to take the corona the, the coronavirus vaccine? I've heard and seen a lot of people saying, a lot of us saying they're not going to take the vaccine. But it's so sad that when you go to the doctor's office or you go to some of the places that is that is administering the shots, we're not there. A lot of people who are Republicans or supporting the non-mask wearing are the ones taking getting the shots. You got a point there. And I um, I would empower everybody to do their research. Do your research. You know, let, let me tell you something. If, if, 
Go ahead, tell them. Tell them, Carl. I've had people tell me, ask me, man, you gonna take the shot? I said, rather I'd rather have a hump in ten years and be living right now. Okay. I'll okay. deal with that hump ten yeah. years down the line. Down, yeah, because now is better. You know, my aunt always tell me when you're dealing with something, now is always better than later. So, you know, Gregory, that's that's a problem for us because so many black Americans are saying they're not going to get the vaccine. Oh, I'm awake. Because they're looking at some underlying theory or what it's about or what they might be injected with. Right. And like I said, folks, you have to do your history. This is not the first time United States has had a pandemic. This or, is not, or, or we've been vaccinated. Or been vaccinated. So this is not the first time. Yeah, you're new to it and it's new to you. All right. Anything new? Yeah, we're we're uncomfortable with. But well, best believe. Funny thing about it, Gregory, we're not. It is not new to us. We've been vaccinated from the time you go into school. Schools, Your exactly. Kids can't enter school unless they got how many shots? Four or five. I don't even know how many now. Yeah, it's almost ten. So it's almost to the count of ten, and then you get an immunization shot. So let's 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 be smart. You know, Atlanta. Let's be smart, America. Um, yes. Let's let's look at this. And, and really give it some research And I, I'm going to suggest You know Take the vaccine Be healthy I got friends now with the COVID And It's man, not a, It's not a pleasant sight At all And then now they have a second strand guys Do your part Alright We want to continue living the lives that we've living And even more So do your part I'm here with Carl Mobley guys For your voice of empowerment on what we need to do to really take hold of our communities and our streets again and do our part. All right? Guys, I wish I had more time for you. I wish I had more time. But, hey, stay tuned. We're going to be back on another episode of Street Life here on the Old Fashioned Health Network. To everybody else in my social media family, keep on striving. Keep on pushing. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to The Street Life with Greg Russell, here to embrace the ups and downs of life in various communities.